Hi, I'm Ty Young, founder of Ty J. Young Wealth Management, and you're listening to the Financial Health Fast Track. And we're not just focused on stodgy investment tools and the advice you hear day in and day out about your money. Throughout this series, I'll give you keys to retirement success, introduce you to top strategies with over 20 years of experience in reading the market, and experts who know how to differentiate the good investment strategies from the bad in your individual situation. And before we get started, as always, past performance is no guarantee of future results. Visit tyjyoung.com backslash disclosure for more information. All right, get set, strap in, rev your engines, let's go. Here's your fast track to financial health. All right, we often see retirees led astray by traditional wealth management firms. And the way that happens is with improper diversification. Diversification that is only across risk-associated investments. So in today's episode, the title is The Hidden Fallacy of a Diversified Portfolio. And we're going to debunk some well-accepted financial advice. And we're going to talk about what an improperly diversified portfolio looks like. And even if you have your portfolio diversified, if it's done improperly, then it's still improper. I mean, it's as simple as that. And, and joining me today to discuss this is our chief operating officer at Ty J. Young Wealth Management, Dr. Ken Williams. He is a PhD in organizational leadership and an expert in income management. Ken, thanks for being here. Uh, it's great to be here, Ty. Thank you very much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Now, the uh, what, what for the podcast today? What's the original intent of diversification? It, it's limiting risk, it's maximizing return, and making return more consistent. So, Ken, tell me in your experience, where do advisors get this wrong? Well, back in the fifties, sixties, even early seventies, they were actually doing a good job of diversifying and and really getting a portfolio, a good blend of non-risk and then risk-associated assets. But slowly but surely, interest rates started going down. And as that happened, it was just harder to get returns from those really good non-risk-associated assets. So they started moving in the process. And basically, a diversified portfolio these days are a bunch of risk-associated assets for the most part. So you're diversified across risk-associated assets. So for most people listening, and I know, and, and, and you know, but for our listeners, if you're diversified across risk associates, you're good. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Well, that's what they say, right? Um, that, you know, you, that seems to be the logic these days, but it's not the best course of action. And you've really got advisors out there who are doing the popular thing of the day. Uh, they're well-meaning people, very well-meaning. They're doing the best they know how to do, but everybody else is doing it, so they seem to be doing it too. And they're giving their clients, in my opinion, and even my experience, which we could talk about if you want to, um, giving clients uh, what they want to hear rather than what they need to hear. Isn't that interesting? So in 2008, when what happened with a diversified portfolio across risk associated assets, there's lots of different assets. So how'd that work out? Well, it actually, for me, you know, I'm a fairly sophisticated investor, was very involved in the market and even doing a lot of my own um, studying back in those uh, days and really experienced 2008. And I was uh, had a 
quote unquote, well diversified portfolio, as my advisors told me to have. And I lost money in all of them, significant money. And it really set us back. I wish we had, I wish I had come along and actually heard a podcast like this one or heard talk to you back in those days because um, I thought I was safe. I thought my portfolio had minimal risk. And man, was I shocked at the results. So for our listeners here, a little background, Ken's our chief operating officer, but you joined us um, several, three, 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 three years yeah. ago. So three years in, ago in a week. So in 2008, you were in the nonprofit world. I was. And had a, a separate advisor right. effectively. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. People, you know, as they look at 2008, I look at 2008, this is a, a, phenom- a phenomenon, but it's not really a phenomenon. All major asset classes went down all at the same time. Well, and even to top that off, we didn't learn from that, right? I mean, here we here <laughs> no. we are, you know, 18, I mean, what, 10, 12 years later, and we're still doing the same thing. And it's what's strange is if everybody- The, sa- the same thing. Uh, we're still having these non-diversified, diversified portfolios, right? These <laughs> non-diversified portfolios, these risk with, in, I'm, you know, rambling here, but these um, non-diversified. They say it's okay to ramble on the podcast, <laughs> just not that much. Yeah, these d- non-diversified portfolios that um, ultimately are all in risk. It's interesting, you know. We don't learn from history. We should. History repeats itself, right? Yeah. I, I read that somewhere. Yeah, but when everybody loses money at the same time, we all seem to just kind of have a pity party for each other. And then we seem to think, just buckle down and keep doing the same thing and it's all going to get better. And, you know, fortunately for everyone, the market has, you know, done well over the past few years and rebounded from um, all that loss. But man, it was it was tough times for us personally. And I was in the nonprofit world. So the money that we had earned, we came by the hard way and uh, it was it was an eye opener for us. How long did it take to rebound? So, so you were so just kind of set the stage here and make sure I'm right. In 2008, you were in a, a diversified portfolio, but it was diversified improperly because it was only in risk associated assets: stocks, bonds, mutual funds, precious metals, that sort of thing. Yes, is, exactly. is that about right? Yeah. Yeah. Then it goes down big. You lost what percent? Do you remember? Uh, we lost uh, right at 50 percent. 50 percent. How long did it take to recover from that? I think it was like six or seven years. Total. Right. So, what would have happened if? You needed to take income. If your retirement date was the day after that happened, I mean, God forbid you'd be in that, that situation, but there was a lot of people in that situation. They had to go back to work, some of them. Some of them are, are have, have ran out of money, combinations thereof. So it's, you know, it was pretty tough for a lot of people. Thankfully, it wasn't for you. It's, it recovered, right? But tell me, Tell me um, what would have happened if you were taking income. Tell me about the conversations you would have had to have with your your wife about, well, the income might not be as much as maybe we had planned on. What would that, what would that sound like? Well, and t- the reality is I had some friends in that situation, right? And and so I actually had to have that conversation with my wife because she's like, well, what if this was us, right? And, I was, and up until that point, I was telling her how great our uh, portfolio was and how it was going to be protected against all of this. And then she's like, okay, it obviously did happen. We're watching them. Uh, he had to postpone his retirement. He had planned his retirement and announced it. Actually had to pull it back and postpone his retirement for like four or five years. And my wife was, it was those were some hard conversations for us just because I thought I had um, solved the issue and I hadn't. I listened to the wrong advice. 
Wow. Well, thankfully it recovered for it you. Did. And, did. Uh, and now, and, and now you're, you know, you're, it's gone first full circle. You're now doing this podcast, helping people understand that that isn't necessarily the way to do that. So um, let's go back to risk associated assets versus non-risk associated assets. We all know risk associated assets are ones that have risk, like you can lose money. Right. So tell me what we consider as a, a firm what assets have no market risk so you can diversify across them? What, 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 are, you, what are you referring to there? Yeah, so um, we talk about this with our clients or potential clients all the time. There's basically three types of assets that don't, um, have, that don't have risk. One are those with FDIC. Mar- market risk. Market okay. risk, market risk, yep. Those, those with FDIC insurance, uh, obviously treasury bonds, and then guaranteed insurance contracts. And so we really try to, uh, we encourage our clients and talk with them about moving into those type, a portion of their portfolio into those types of assets, depending on their age and their life stage uh, related to it. And then they have some, tr- they have some assets that are truly non-risk oriented um, and don't have market risk related to it. Gotcha. To kind of give you, a, give an, an example here for our listeners, you know, you have to have the basic, the correct basic setup. And when I say the correct basic setup, what I mean, just as an example, I, I, I drive race cars. Um, I love doing it. It's, it's a hobby. Um, and, and I love watching racing. And so I kind of like to use these, these examples. So if you're not a racing fan, this might not relate, but I suspect it might. When you get your race car out of the truck at the track, if it, if you have a good baseline setup um, and you make the right changes during practice and the right changes during the race, you have the potential to win. If you have the right baseline setup with your investments and you make the right changes along the way, you have the potential of winning. What's winning in retirement? A successful retirement, income that you need the rest of your life and you leave the legacy to your uh, to your family. But in, if you get it wrong, if you get it wrong in racing and you don't have the, the, the right baseline setup and you try to drive that car fast without that right baseline setup, um, you can wreck, you can get in the wall. And it, it, we call the we call that wadding the car up when you get it in the wall. And for you non-racers out there, if you look at it, think about it, an aluminum can, when you crush that, that's wadding it up. Race cars look like that when they hit the wall and it hurts. I can tell you I've done it. So the, the point that I'm making is from a retirement standpoint, if you don't get the basic setup right, if you are diversified across risk associated assets and can you don't have um, you don't have safety because you so say you don't have the right setup. You can have a, a wreck during retirement. Go yeah, ahead. I was just going to say, and you know, I've just turned 57. So this is really an important topic for me because the, if this happens again, I don't have the time to recover like I need. Right. So I can't afford to have that wreck. And I'm just fortunate that I've had, you know, the right type of um, advice come along so I can get set up correctly. So moving on. Proper diversification for our listeners here is relative to age and to risk tolerance. Just a a good baseline setup for folks. If you're 60 years old, you should have a minimum of 60% of your liquid net worth, um, which is fancy um, financial planner language for your retirement money. Um, Your your 60% of your retirement money completely protected against losses, meaning you can have 40% at risk in the market if you want, diversified across risk-associated assets, but for proper diversification, a good baseline setup is 60% completely protected against losses. So if you're 55, you should have 55% protected. If you're 75, you should have 75% protected. But let's think about that 70-year-old. And can how many are 60-year-olds, 60-year-olds, how many 60-year-olds do you know that have 60% of their money 
um, completely protected against losses so they have proper diversification. How many do you know? Other than us, nobody. Nobody. That aren't our clients. Well, you know a lot of people and you've talked to them and you've asked. Yeah, yeah. And I'll talk to them. But, they, you know, if they go back to their advisor, their advisor assures them it's fine. And, you know, it's now some of them have become our clients. So if they become our clients related to it, then that's a different story. Right. Well, then we help them get it right. That's that's what we, that's what we do. But tell me if this sounds familiar. Average 60 year old, 100 percent of their retirement money in the stock market. They're trying to get their house paid off and they don't have a pension to depend on from their employer. Does that, sound, does that sound familiar? Yep. So they, they've got Social Security, right? Um, and they've got whatever income that uh, they can get from their retirement money. Yep. So to me, that is crazy to just hang it out like that. But that's what people do. I mean, you really shouldn't be in that situation unless you're willing to go back to work and going back to work in a meaningful way over a long period of time. Not for, you know, not, not, not volunteer, right? right. But right. actually go back to work in a meaningful way. Yeah. Um, or you're willing to live on less money in retirement. And I don't know about you. Um, I do know your wife, but, but I don't know about you, but I don't want to go home and explain to my wife that we're going to live on half as much money as I promised we were going to live on. Yeah, that's a, that's a difficult conversation. Right. So you can live on half as much or you can run out of money if you lose money during retirement. Not a position that uh, that most people uh, most people want to uh, want to be in. No, not at all. So, here's what it comes down to. You have to have the proper baseline setup. You've got to have the proper amount of money in a, a place where it's protected against market losses across your diversified portfolio. Proper diversification is diversification across risk-associated assets and non-risk-associated assets um, in the proper balance for you, for your retirement income. That's the goal. That's how you set it up. Well, all right, Ken, I want to thank you for being here today. It was not easy to uh, drag you out of your office to, uh, to do this today, but I really appreciate you being here. I think you helped a lot of people. Been my pleasure, Ty. Thanks. Absolutely. All right. Well, good enough. Folks, proper diversification um, is very, very important. Again, that's the goal. All right. If you want more information, go to tyjyoung.com and click the, uh, the blue Get Started button. And if you want even more and more information and you're not sure you have all the keys to a successful retirement, come back here. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts. We'll launch new podcasts every few weeks, um, and you'll get more tips for financial health, more experts in retirements, more um, reactions and solutions to economic uh, events. Our ultimate goal is to make sure you're ready to launch your own financial health fast track.